Hello, and welcome to today's edition of Chapter by Chapter 4, Eye of the World. Uh, I'm your host, Will Cowan, and with me, like always, every single day, is my good friend, Steve. Steve, how are you doing today? That's how are you right. doing for, like, the first episode uh, of the week? That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That doesn't mean anything. You know it. You know it. Everyone out there, they know They know how I'm doing. I'm They're gonna, doing, we're all... What I'm going to do... We're all, we're all is... doing pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm going to replace you with a soundboard. And I'm just going to hit buttons where you just gonna, where it's just your catchphrases where you go. We're all in on it. We're you know, good. I resent that. I resent that. No, that's going to be great. I'm going to have full conver- full control of the conversation. And where am I going to be? Where uh, am I going to be, Will? I don't know. Uh, you'll be in the board. I'll put you in the board. I'll tell you where I'll be, folks. I'll be in Camelin. You'll be enjoying a nice pint of ale with the finest cheese and the finest bread. Yeah. And today. the finest of gleeman entertaining me with a ditty and a tale. I'm liking Camelin so far. It's like. Because it's the probably it's it's the biggest city we've seen. I just want to stay in it more, you know. Like I, I feel like there's, there's a, a lot, lot going on. There's a lot going on, and like so for this chapter, chapter thirty six, web of the pattern. We get a web little bit. Of, of we get a little pattern. bit more of Camelin and what's kind of going on there. So let's let's get into it. So first off, we start off with um, Gil offering some food to Rand and Matt after uh, them revealing to Gil that they're friends of Tom. And Ta- and Gil is like, any friend of Tom is a friend of mine, man. Everybody can ha- Every friend of Tom can hang out at my place. So yeah, Tom's like, Tom has like seated himself all over the place where he has, well, I mean, not like that. Look, but he, uh, he's got the hookups everywhere. Like you can just drop his name and get, you can get rooms, you can get bread, you can get cheese, you can get Absolutely. jobs. It's it's ridiculous. And I was thinking Tom's about this. Tom's man. I was thinking about this earlier today when, uh, before we started recording, and I was like, what if maybe we get into Tom's history? What if Tom comes back and it's like revealed like he's part of this? almost like motorcycle gang that like it's it's this brotherhood of dudes that he's hung out with when he was younger and he's just kind of like like sons of anarchy yeah sons of anarchy or it's just it's just this brotherhood type traveling business they could be like a maybe like a band or something like something like that but it's a brotherhood sort of mentality and it's all these different characters that we keep meeting that are like you guys know tom uh shit I was with Tom back in them days, and we did stuff. Come hang out at my house. It's gonna be I mean, like that all the time. I mean, like Tom can't, like Tom can't be dead. I firmly no. believe that Tom's not dead. I think the stance of the show right now is we firmly believe that Tom is not dead. He's coming back. But imagine, but imagine if he doesn't come back for like four books, and there's still like this keeps happening where people are like, oh, you know Tom, and there's like still talk of Tom, and then he just shows up with like four books. Four books. What if it's eight books? Eight Will? books without any Tom. That. What if it's twelve books later? Because that is possible. We can't rule that anything. Out. Would be tough for me. 
I like that. That's my dude right there. You know, like that, that was actually probably 90% why I'm reading this story was because of Tom and him being a badass uh, loot player, throwing <clears throat> knives like, out of his hands. Yes, ah, yes, ah. I like him a lot, man. No one has really stepped into the shoes, the big old shoes that he left no, empty. But he's got a large network of friends that are willing to uh, do favors for him left, right, and center. Like the guy has paid his dues across <clears throat> the world, and it's paying off for Random Matt, a hundred percent. Oh yeah. And I will say that there is someone who's stepping into some shoes maybe in this chapter. Maybe. Who maybe, maybe. those shoes we'll get, fit pretty nice. We, we'll, but we'll get pretty into comfy. it. Pretty comfy. So after talking to Gil, uh, well, at, during this during this meal that Rand and Matt have, uh, Rand starts telling Gil pretty much exactly what happens, all by like a couple of different things that he is omitting. He's not he's not saying any trollic nonsense. Yeah, yeah. You got to leave out the keywords. Yeah, and it's a good point that he makes. Like, I, I think it's um, some internal monologue with himself where he's just like, I want this guy to help us, but I don't want him to not know what he's getting into because he's going to there. He, I, we could bring trouble to his inn, to his life. Like, I mean, almost out. will certainly at this point. Yeah, like, pretty everywhere much. they go, like, fades show up and just like terrible monsters. Yeah, and everything goes to hell and they have to bail like fast <clears throat> all the time. Um, but he so still far, tells him so far, hundred percent of the time, <laughs> every single time. Yeah. You don't want to hang out with these guys whatsoever. And you know what? <laughs> it's a big ask to, to help these boys out. Um, so yeah, he doesn't tell them anything about Trollocs or fades, but the, but he does mention that these guys, they're, they're men after them and they could be dark friends, you know, at least they, at least he's aware of that kind of threat. And I think that's fair because you don't want that's the guy fair. to freak out. Like it's kind of, it's manipulating, but you know, it serves a purpose at the end of the day. Um, during this conversation, I think they allude to what, what are their options uh, for help? And Rand's plan is to wait here in Camelin, Um or at the moment he, he tells them that he's kind of, they're coming, they're coming to Camelin to wait for their friends here. And I think it was Gil who meant, who mentions uh or Rand that mentions like what about Aleda? Aleda being the Aes Sedai for the Queen of Camelin. Could they possibly could she possibly help uh them? And Gil's like, ah geez, I don't know. Like because of the history between Tom and uh the royal court, essentially. And the queen and yeah. Yeah, it's... which we don't really know a hundred percent. Yeah, you had an affair know? with the Queen. He had an affair, yeah. Sorry, sometimes these chapters, you, you read something and then it kind of just leaves your brain and you, you don't think about it again until you read that next chapter. He serenaded her. Yeah. So with all that, that kind of drama, that Gil's like, it might not be the best idea because if you're a friend of Tom, this might be the only situation where being a friend of Tom is a disservice to you. you know? Yeah. Which is fair. I I mean, there was it, he had an affair with the queen. I believe the queen or the I said, I probably queen. It was the queen. I'm sorry, man. Who was this? I, I don't remember. No, sorry. I'm going to be honest. So at that moment, uh, the cook that's in the, that's in the tavern calls Gil over and, 
to talk about something. And as just before Gil about is about to leave, he makes some comments about rats. He's like, there's rats everywhere. There's rats in the, there's rats in the sewers. There's rats in the pie. There's rats in the ceiling. There's rats everywhere. You can't do Hold anything up. about it. Rats in the pie. Rats in the pie. There's pie I mean, rats. Rats in the sewers, rats in the ceiling. I mean, that's where rats are going to be. But when there's pie, rats in your pie. You never had pie rats? Then you got a rat. Then you got a rat problem. That's a, <laughs> you that's got, a real you rat problem right rats. there. You got pie rats. <laughs> Can you imagine an exterminator coming to your house and like that, looking but at the, your pie rats? But, but the rats are... Like, are the rats burrow, burrowing into the pies? No, they're baked into that pie, I think. No, they're baked into it's it. It's a rat they, pie. They were already... The, what what would be the process of that? Would you? Would I'm they saying. have to be in the flour and you're just dumping pounds of flour and you just no, don't notice it? Or No, they like get into the, the filling before you put the before you put the top pie shell on. They're crafty. These are some crafty rats. And, and Gil hates them. <laughs> Gil hates them. So... But that brings back a memory in Rand's mind where he starts thinking about, remember when he had that dream and uh, Balsamon. The dream that wasn't a dream. The dream that wasn't a dream where Balsamon snapped the neck or snapped the back of a rat. He was thinking about, he started thinking about that. And uh, he's like, maybe this is, this is part of that pathway because maybe Balsamon can kind of see the future as well, sort of as, as they, I said, I do. Because now Rand is also thinking like everything's a prophecy at this point. He's just having crazy, terrible nightmares all the time, but everything has been a prophecy. Yeah. And then things keep coming true. So now he's just like, I don't know. I dreamed about a rat. I don't know. I did I don't know what's going on. I think that chair was in my I, dream last night. A chair know. was talking to me. I don't know. Yeah. No, I told he's 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 the savior of chairs. That's gonna be a thing. Wait, that's the tenth book name, Savior of Chairs. Um I'm here for it. Something that that is happening during this after Gil leaves, Rand and Matt are talking, and Matt just further buries himself in in like the as as one of the worst one of the my least favorite characters yeah he's just being he's just being continuing to be just yeah he's like whenever rant suggests a plan he's like well what if they're already dead regarding to uh Egwene and all the other he's being a real negative nancy yeah he sucks and like rant's like eat your food i want to get the tarpaulin and he's like i don't want to go because there's no point to this and we're just going to be walking into more trouble every single time which i mean like you said earlier, everywhere they go, there's been a problem. <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Everywhere. So I get it. But at the same time, like, shut up. Hey, man. You're get on a grand it. epic fantasy adventure. What do you expect? Yeah. Yeah, should exactly. Stay, should stay back in Two Rivers. Should, should stay yeah. back in Ammon's Field. Farming. Buddy. Doing nothing. All right. Twirling around a pole. Yeah, putting the, putting the pole up. Putting up the spring pole. Putting the pole up. Dancing around a pole all day. You know, it's all about perspective. And the fact that he's like, think of all the shit that he's going to be able to tell his friends when he comes back. If he survives. If he doesn't, then I don't know. Well, and if his friends survive, I'm pretty sure all his friends are with him. Oh, that's true. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, now, that, that, now that makes a good point of the fact that probably it wasn't his choice to go. It was just all his friends were going and he didn't want to be left behind. Except Drake, go on. I mean, I, I, I feel that. 
but nonetheless, uh, they get shown to their rooms and Rand doesn't want to be with him. It's just like, man, this is this is just a party pooper. Yeah. I don't want anyone. I don't want anything to do with him. I don't blame him. So he goes. So he goes downstairs. He he even asks like the 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 servant that showed him to their rooms. Like, is there any other room that I can hang? Like almost like in front of Matt. He's like, is there anywhere else I can hang out other than here? Like, can you show me a different room? And she's like, no, there's no more room, I guess. So he just leaves and he goes downstairs and I think he has like a thought of the fade of a fade or something like that. I think I remember um, my note here is he thinks of a fade. So from what I remember, uh, he thinks back to the fade encounter that they had in, uh, I think it was Bearlon. Bay- Bay- yeah, it was the, the Bearlon one. He was thinking about, I think, all the fade encounters. <clears throat> Just fades in general and the encounters he had in Bearlon and Whitebridge. It was fade and Whitebridge? Yeah, Whitebridge. Yeah, that was the one that um, attacked Tom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. and then at the... And at that moment, um, a, a guard comes in. And he com- comes in. And he does that like police look around, make sure everything's okay, um, which shows Doing a welfare check. Yeah. Uh, at this point, Rand goes and looks for. <laughs> this is this is when he goes uh, in the library, right? He leaves. Yeah, he find he finds a library, a little like library nook, and uh, tucked away at the back of the bar, or just like yeah. in some some like. Some not really hidden place, but it's just out of the way that most people don't really go into it. And he walks in and it's a huge library for a bar. Like it's there. He says that or description is that it's 300 or 400 books. They're kind of towering all over each other. Uh, but as he's kind of walking <clears throat> around, he bumps into a guy. Yeah. And, he bu- and the guy at first he thinks it's a Trolloc because he's a big beastly looking man. He's super, super tall. Yeah. But this is a Trolloc goes for a sword. Quickly yeah, realizes. and he's like, no, no. I can't remember the exact uh, way that they meet each other, but it just it becomes obvious that this guy is not a threat. He's, he's like, super, Whoa, super no. passive, and super uh, passive, really gentle, like a gentle soul so. type. I want to give him a big old um, hug. <laughs> um. And they, he looks like a Trolloc, but like a more put together Trolloc. And like, Rand doesn't know what, what that, what's going on here. But then it reveal, he reveals that his name is Loyal. Loyal? Loyal. Loyal, right? Uh huh. Loyal. Yeah. And he's an Ogier. So we finally get our first introduction to an Ogier. Yeah. We uh, were, yet in this series. And, we were in a steading before, passed through a steading. And yeah, with um, team team Wayne and Perrin, uh, Wolfpack. Pad the Wolfpack passed through a Wolfpack. Estedian, uh, a few chapters back, and we learned of the Ogier, and that's where they live in Estedian. Um, yeah, but but hadn't hadn't seen any until now. Well, before we started this episode, you and I were talking about Ogiers, and I I, I kind of want to reiterate that I don't think I had a full grasp of what. And Ogier was during that chapter with uh, Perrin and Egwene. Yeah. To me, it sounded like an Ogier was just one person, like, and they were responsible for building these great works. But I didn't like. Was it cities or was it like? Well, because there's a lot of mention of the Ogier both. building cities, and there's a lot of things that they built. 
Uh, yeah. After the Trolloc Wars? I believe so. Yeah. Yes, right? Yes. Yeah. And but, uh, so there's been a lot of talk of them in that sense. Yeah, but I didn't know what they were. Like, to me, actually, it sounded like the Ogier was actually one person. Like, that was the title. Like a the, title. The Ogier. Of a builder. Sort of like a, a brand the builder type. Like, this historic figure that built all these like giant monuments you know yeah which i thought was cool but that's but that's not it i they're, thought it was race i thought it was what it is i thought it was like a like a like an ogre race or something um, yeah but that's this is what i get for like overthinking but so these, he thinks it looks curves. like a trollic like they look like trollics like is he half animal yeah so the so i went online to look up what they look like and they more or less kind of are like a trollic, but way more handsome. Like, you know, like a, a trollic with a degree. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, maybe not so much, but like they're kind of like beast. Uh, the best way I can kind of put it is if you can imagine uh, the beast from Beauty and the Beast. Yep. Um, kind of. Uh, that's that's wild. That's it. Yeah, it's. That's it. You know, if you go look up pictures, guys, like that's what you're going to see. And you're going to be like, nailed it. <laughs> um, and they start talking. They start talking. And I, I ran, asked him some questions and like, what's he doing here? What's no gear doing, doing a Camelin? And he explains to him that he's this uh, young Ogier. He's 90 years old, but he's young uh, can, uh, in comparison to comparatively yeah i have a note here um that before we go too far that upon introduction i mean he when he meets loyal like he he's he's an ogier he's huge he looks like the beast Mm -hmm. but uh when he he sticks out his hand to shake uh to shake Rand's hand and uh it's described as a hand as big as a ham oh so i just wanted to highlight that that he has ham hands. I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna talk about this uh, this phrase that they they shared with each other, which is like, "Your name rings in my ears," which like Rand just says back because he thinks it's some sort of common greeting. But uh, no, ham. Yeah, yeah that definitely. was interesting too. But I'd rather <laughs> mention the ham. Yeah, ham, hundred percent. Yeah, very bizarre. Have you ever shook hands? Like, oh yeah, I can't even imagine what that's like. Oh, it it just feels like a glove of sausages. (laughs) Big old bratwurst wrapping around you. Hmm. That's a a very hammy hand you got there, bud. Um, Yeah, very bizarre. Um, But then they start having their conversation with uh, about Loyal and where he's from. And he he tells that he's he's this young Ogier that wanted to see the world. And he gives some uh, backstory of for the Ogier, uh, particularly that they're responsible for building these groves and they don't stray very far from their steading. They, they actually like stay in these areas called steadings. And uh, I think this is a perfect time to bring back something that we haven't, we haven't done in a while. A good old glossary reading. Sorry for the long pause. There. A good old <laughs> glossary eating for, for steading. So it's a great time for a glossary reading so take us away here tell us what is steading is it's steading an ogier homeland 
Many steading have been abandoned since the breaking of the world. They are portrayed in story and legend as havens and with reason. They are shielded in some way, no longer understood, so that within them no Aes Sedai can channel the one power, nor even sense that the true source exists. Attempts to wield the one power from outside a steading have no effect inside a steading boundary. No Trolloc will enter a steading unless driven, and even a Myrdra will do so only at the greatest need, and then with the greatest reluctance and distaste. Even dark friends, if truly detected, feel uncomfortable within a steady. So, when shit's going down, you want to be in the steady, baby. Yeah, it's like that movie Panic Room with uh, Jodie Foster, I think. Wherever that was. Yeah, Jodie Foster. Um, I think Kristen Stewart was in that as well. Um, yes, it's a panic room. It's it's a It's a natural panic room that exists in this in this world that blocks out the one power so we've already kind of discussed this in um uh the chapter i think it was eyes without pity where uh Egwene and perrin stated one while they were just kind of like hiding from yeah as they were just kind of like making through. their way before getting uh caught up with them white i think cults. that was how they escaped um samir draw was it was it not uh, I believe it was the Ravens. The Ravens, were, yeah. Uh, Oof, yeah. Yeah, the, those Ravens. Oof, that was uh, that was a brutal one, boys. Um, so yeah, we get a little bit more backstory to what the Ogiers do, and kind of they're they're these protectors of nature in a way. To me, they're they look like the beast from Beauty and the Beast, but they have a similar role to um, Ents from Lord of the Ra- from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, get... like keepers of uh of nature. Yeah, yeah. Protectors of the, that, of the natural world and a natural order of things, which is which is cool. Um at this point, uh Rand starts telling his story, and while Rand is telling his story, like Oh Loyal is like this sounds familiar. Like you have a tale of a hero or he doesn't say it in so many words, but that's kind of the gist of what he's saying. He, he sound, he's saying like you have this tale that's very similar in it. You could be this, this thing though. It was a, as a, uh, Tava, uh, Taverin. I think Ta- that's how you say it. Taverin. Taverin. Honestly, I'm pretty sure yeah. it's the word like tavern with an apostrophe after tavern? the T-A. Ta- <laughs> no, it's a, uh, yeah. Taverin. Um, there's like there's like a guy out there that has studied these books that's probably listening to this and he's just going man you guys are just well you know what maybe this isn't for him and hey but hey man maybe yeah but maybe it is maybe it is (laughs) i don't know only you can answer that and to anyone that it is for (laughs) and that uh, we're here for you and you're the here for us right (laughs) so hey we love you for it we love you we love you people um Part of that, part of the story is that he's that Rand tells. He starts off with telling telling about Winter Night, but soon enough, he's like telling him the whole thing, and he doesn't know why. I don't think it's like sort of some sort of yeah, so, I spell mean, we, or anything. He mentioned like that. that Loyal is like really, uh, really calm, but but he's like he is just so so gentle and and just really 
like really it's kind a good of presence laid to have. back. He also explains that he, um, so he, he ran away from his steading, or he was kicked yeah. out. Yeah, um, I think he ran away from his steading. Like he snuck. Like he's not. He's 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 an outlaw. He snuck out. He's on the move. Yeah. But he mentions that something the elders something back home uh, say he's he's hot he's a hothead, and he's too hot-headed to leave, um, and, and too young. And if this dude's a hothead, you know what I mean? I mean, like, what's the rest of what are what are the laid-back old gears like? <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. To find uh, out. I don't know, man. They're uh, they're like fish fans. They're just super docile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah, g- good point. It's he, he he I believe he did run, but I think the fact that he ran is one of the reasons why he can't go back. I might have to like reread that, but um, Well, he left because he he said he wanted to see the world and that the he'd read about everything in the books. But the books weren't enough yeah. and he wanted to travel out and uh and see everything for himself. And then what he found when he's traveling is that so many things are different from the books he's reading because it turns out I think those books are a little dated since this dude is 90 years old. Who knows how old those books are? Yeah. Um, but lots of great... the cities in them have different names than they currently do now. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, there's a great line that he mentions where he's like you you guys are you humans are always just in a rush it's just everything's in a rush yeah and then he's like well you know it's probably because you only live like a hundred years or so yeah but you all stuff done in your little lifespan (laughs) yeah he's like but you know because you live so short you gotta you gotta get that stuff done and he respects that there's a great uh, there's a point where they compare the ages. So like Rand is, I don't know how exactly how old he is, but I'm assuming he's like 15, 16, maybe 17. Something I think like he's that. 14, 15, 14, 15. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, loyal comparatively speaking is not much older. I think he's about the same than Rand. He's yeah, like a preteen. So even though he's 90 years yeah. old. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, uh, kind of like a Chewbacca. Yeah, I, oh, I was thinking Chewbacca. Of that. I almost said Wookiees, but I didn't. I didn't even think of that until right I hope now. He becomes That's Rand's cool. Chewbacca. I hope so too. I hope he growls I hope he and joins stuff our when party. he gets into the fights. I think he will. This is too cool of like an introduction to to. And he knows, and he character. knows, he knows things, right? Because if he's read all these books and he knows all the old names of, of stuff, so. When Rand goes yeah. on to tell him that he's from, I think Loyal assumes that that uh, Rand is Aiel, an Aielman, mm-hmm. and he goes on to tell him that he's from the, from Two Rivers and from Emmons Field, which mm-hmm. at first he uh, Loyal doesn't recognize, but then he realizes that, that he knows it by the name Manetherin. Um, yeah, the ancient name. The ancient name. So. Which is, <laughs> yeah. That, well, there's that. So there's that. <laughs> um i think there's this point like like i mentioned earlier like loyal is comparing rand he's listening to this story he's comparing rand to heroes 
not not in the same way that I'm saying it right now. I can't remember exactly how he says it, but he compares them to, to heroes. Arthur, yeah, Arthur Hawkwing and yes, Luz, yeah, yeah. like the Tavarin. heroes of legend. Uh, yeah, 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 and what he calls like like I said, Tavarin, but also as the a uh, bend in the uh, a bend in the wind. They're bending the wind, or bending the wind. The wind we start talking a lot about uh, the breaking of the wheel and the, and the wheel of time and the, and the lots of wheel of, talk. The th- so the much thread. Wheel talk. The thread of time and the lives yeah. are the threads. And ah, listen, we're figuring this out day by day, folks. <laughs> Bear with us. <laughs> the point is here is that he finds them very interesting, and he's like, "I want to go with you. I want to go with you on your quest." But Rand, at this point, he I think he does some quick mental math, and he's like, "That that is just not good for your health. Like your lifespan, your life expectancy significantly drops when you start hanging out with us. Yeah. It's already happened to a like few. You could live like another <laughs> thousand years, probably. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, or you you're, get you're your 14, eyes pecked out by ravens in like two days. <laughs> so. I mean, the choice is yours, but uh, probably not. So he he declines the offer, but. I don't think this is the last time we're going to see him. Oh, no that, way. This is where he, this is where he pretty much, uh, this is where the chapter pretty much ends. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think this is the last time I'm, I'm going to, we're going to see him. I think he's great. I think he's super cool. Um, Old Chewbacca. I love him. Like, I, I, you know, I love his, his, his calm, relaxed nature and his he's, deep knowledge. It was all this, like, this, the old, the old world. And he, he he reminds me. He speaks a lot a of the, bit of you. the Trolloc. Well, thank you. He speaks a lot of the Trolloc Wars and after the Trolloc Wars and uh, building the the Ogier, building yeah. these places that men basically then destroyed. He goes on this whole thing about stone, and he doesn't like building with stone. Ogiers. Yes, yeah, stone cities aren't uh, alive to him. Yeah, in a way. like not in the same way that they fall apart. Groves. He talks about how they fall apart. So hold on. So yeah. what are the groves? The groves are like they built these they're, groves in the cities they made that are like little nature. They're little like nature hideaways, man. Little, they're little just nature like reserves. These, they're they're provincial parks. They're provincial parks. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. You know, they're 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 state sponsored. Uh, they stay where they are. But I think that's a little bit more than that. It's it, there's definitely some sort of mysticism. That's involved with these grow, but they're all gone now, right? More um, or less. More or less, I think. Um, just the 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 uh, the act of industrialization in this in this world over the past X amount of hundred years, yeah, just wiped them out. There's, I think there's still, I think there's still groves out there, probably. It's got to be um, a couple. But he mentions that Emmons Field, or uh, when it was Minetherin, had uh, a beautiful grove. Delicious grapes. Delicious grapes. Um, I wonder if it's, you know, how Emmons Field is next to like all that. Tr- like, I mean, Emmons Field could be the grove itself. Like, what? Who's to say that it's not? And it's just been wiped out and it's just replaced with Emmons Field. It's true. You know, but that'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, but that brings us to the end of the chapter here today, guys. That's it. It's That's a it. A big That's one it. today. But uh, it's a good one. It's loyal. Loyal gave us a lot of. A lot of juice. Oh, yeah. Uh, thank you all for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with... The Long a new chapter. Chase. Chapter 37, folks. We see you then. <laughs>